Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Hey everybody, there are a ton of ways that you can follow us online. We've got our website, realnerdspodcast.com, that you can go to and you can read articles and find the podcast episodes there as well. If you like social media, you can follow us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us anytime and leave a voicemail at 720-6-NERDS-5 and then we'll play your voicemail on the show. Thanks for listening. I hope you like us. Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We've been voted one of the top ten nerdtastic podcasts by and car by Denver Westward, and we are also unofficially the official podcast at Denver Pop Culture Con 2020 and beyond. I'm Ryan. With me is when are we going to be officially the podcast at Denver Pop Culture Con? We have to be. It's officially. been there's nine no, years, and there's no other podcast there. Yeah, we have to be. I feel like we've earned it. We are officially <laughs> the podcast at Denver Pop Culture Con 2020. With me is Brad and. Corinne. Yay! And Zach. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Throw him out of here. Throw him out of his own house. Kellen, take a seat. Yeah. <laughs> Every week we go I see I approve it. of that change. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> and? Leg. <laughs> and leg. Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw The Hunt, the most controversial movie ever. Well, I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. So get out. So you can <laughs> get, get out. out. <laughs> get out. Uh, we will tell you if you should see the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil it. We also talk about movies we've been seeing, movies that are coming out, movie news. And so I got uh, I got a new car, and I've, you know, I work so uh, much that brag. I have Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Um, no, I mean, it's really nice to have it, but at the same time, you're like, oh, man, I haven't had a car payment for two and a half years. But anyways, um, so... I, I've had because I've worked so much, you know, I haven't really been able to mess around with it. So I, I hooked up my iPhone to it and it has Apple Play and it's like the coolest thing ever. And when I drive, so like when you sent the text message, um, Siri comes on. She said, would you like to hear the message from Brad? I said, <laughs> OK, here, That's awesome. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they program bitch into it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm going to text you bad words on the way home. should. And then Kellen will get to hear him. Yeah. <laughs> he laughed. Fuck you, Kellen. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be in a sweet English accent. Yeah. She's English right now. I might change her to Irish soon. I've been she was Australian for about six months. I have an Irish theory. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He keeps saying car park instead of parking lot. Well, I think it's weird that you I see my wife does the guy as well. It's kinda weird. I think the guy is weird. You jealous? I don't want to be yelled at by more American women. Okay, Ryan? <laughs> Stop talking to my wife. <laughs> Get out of there. 
Um, what what brand is your car? Toyota. Oh. Yeah, but, like Jeep doesn't have like Apple connectivity, so I'm jealous. Well, it's it's weird because I mean, my old car was a 2013, and just the advances they've made in the interface is crazy. Um, I mean, you've read about them, but when you actually see them in use, is pretty great. You can't. You, it has to be connected hardwired. You can't use it through Bluetooth. Um, really? Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. But um, uh, but it's it's so pretty, you have a lightning connection basically. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. Then, but it charges automatically, um, so I don't need a power outlet anymore. Oh, you just like lay it on the console and it charges? Yeah, it's pretty wow, nice. That's, yeah, that's pretty sweet. nice. I've never had a car this fancy before. Tells me when I need to stop driving. You know, when I went from my 20, uh, 2005 Jeep Cherokee to uh, 2016. I was like, <laughs> am I in a spaceship? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look at all this fancy technology. And then I sat in a Tesla. and ugh. Yeah. It's like, there's no knobs. It's just this screen. <laughs> it's it's crazy that the Teslas are so it, in Idaho Springs they put like this huge Tesla charging station behind Come and Go mm-hmm. and so we get Teslas all the time. Yeah, I know. And uh, you are in gum. And uh, <laughs> and there's this guy that. So has everyone seen the South Park episode where they're driving uh, Priuses and they're like, thanks, yeah. but no. that's that's all I think about when I see these Tesla people because I was. Uh, at the school helping the kids in the crosswalk the other day and this tesla came driving up and it said gas free i said mm, not really but okay <laughs> thanks <laughs> that's was this vanity plate was gas free we'd have a lot of teslas donating to the stations and i was just like this this futuristic car is freaking me out right now like it's like just so sleek and here's the ironic part of teslas if they get in an accident on the highway i have to call hazmat because they have Battery, lithium batteries yeah. and and all this other stuff in it, so it costs a lot of money and a lot of resources. So they're not like, yeah, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to evolve. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're nice cars. It's funny. I I was when they put that up there. I say, like, who the hell is going to come up here and park them? And I was talking to the manager of Come and Go, Jocelyn, and she said last month they had three hundred and ninety-seven Teslas parked there in charge. Wow! So I wonder if Tesla tells you where their stations are. Yeah, they do. I was going to say they have to. Oh yeah, it's probably in the the. I mean, GPS you have to have. I mean, because they can't use gas, so they have to have supercharging stations along those like big interstates like that. Yeah. But they only charge. How long does a charge last? It can't last that long. I think it's like eight hours. Eight hours. It yeah, probably they, depends on the model. Hmm. I think it also takes like eight hours to charge it too. So, well, not the superchargers. I think that's like thirty minutes. Oh yeah, like, an hour maybe. So, do you think it um, it takes more energy to charge the Teslas than it does to actually use gas? I think it probably does. It takes longer. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, but I know that was like their pitch whenever they put it in. They were like, mm-hmm. people could like go and charge their cars and then they could go walk around downtown and go visit, you know, Bojo's and go yeah. buy stuff. And it's like, it'll be an economic draw for the city. I mean, it is. I mean, they, Maybe. they spent they spent a lot of money on it. I know that. But they are. I think they're still the charging station is still getting energy from a gas power plant. Exactly. So. What I, that's what I mean. It's like, but still, like you think about how many cars are constantly in like in use. Like it's still better than um, using a bunch of gas for you know just just mobilizing a human body. Yeah, I, I just I just think it's interesting, um, but yeah, I mean it seems to be working. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a major corridor right there. It so is. anybody yeah. driving through who's on a road trip, they'll probably charge yeah. their car. You know, it's because you don't. I mean, you see, I see Tesla's more now than I did when I first started being a cop. 
but I see them all the time now. And I, I don't know if I see them now more because of the charging station. It's probably because of the charging station. But I didn't know there were so many of them. Yeah. If they made them cheaper, like, they would overtake gas cars. Again, there's not that many charging stations right now, so they kind of have to go where there are ones. Yeah. 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 It's like a six-hour drive from there to Grand Junction. Or yeah. Give give it time though. It'll, Springs, give so. it time; it'll expand though. Well, Glenwood Springs. Well, sure, is, I think, but it's not like gas stations where you just of? any exit on Grand the highway. South, right? Yeah. What's the one on the west side? Like right before you change states. Uh. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Alamosa. I don't know. Is he flipping you off? <laughs> Maybe. What's he And I, I left my, uh, I think I left my credit card at Alamo last night because I went to get gas today. I'm like, oh, don't know where that's at. <laughs> but I did check my account. No one's used it. That's good. And, and I used it. I did get M&Ms at the Alamo last night. They put their card in quarantine. Well, I, I try to call them and there's uh, leave a message and we'll call you back into one or one or two business days. What? <laughs> I'll just stop by. Anywho. Cool. I guess I'll go to the Alamo and... Uh... Yeah. Pretend I'm Ryan Frost and get me some pizza. <laughs> Do it. No, my name is Mr. Frost. I believe you have a credit card for me. <laughs> Look, I can prove it. Here's my friend's podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yelling right in my ear. Kids. Well, Ryan, yeah. before we go around town with Brad, I have an announcement. Uh, I was going to get to that, but first let's talk about me some more. So uh, <laughs> what I don't get is... Corinne, are you sick? Do you have the coronavirus? I don't have the coronavirus. How do you know? Because I don't have a fever. Did you test for it? No. That's what Rudy Go uh, Gobert for the freaking jazz thought. Now he's infected the whole NBA and everybody else. Mm. I get the coronavirus. Anyways, what's up, Corinne? Well, I was just going to let everyone know that um, today, which is Sunday, I will be announcing our new um, series of web posts articles on the website and uh i'm going to announce that we are doing movie madness Ooh. because there's no march madness this year yeah. so kind of have to do something yeah oh poor kansas shut up we're gonna be <laughs> national champions so suck it well not really because they're not gonna have a tournament and then next year they're probably gonna get suspended that's all they're talking about on sports radio right now about how great of a team they are and then next year they're probably gonna get suspended with louisville Oh. Well, we don't Poor know yet. Kansas. We don't know. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the announcement post will be on the website. Go check it out. It'll tell you how to interact, what to do. Um, but basically, we're going to have 16 movies, and they're going to be in like one-on-one matchups until there's only one left. So are you going to watch these movies, or are we just picking them? No, you're just picking your like which one you think is the better movie. Okay. Mm. Wait, we're doing this too? Well, sure, why not? You can. You can vote, right? Yeah, you can vote. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to have like an application online to. Yeah, I was hoping voting? we could put it on the Facebook page and then I'm going to put it on my Twitter page and people can go and vote for Ooh. which one they like better. And then the winner will advance to the next round. Nice. We can vote. Our voice counts in, yes. this, in this particular voting yes. circumstance. Yes. Awesome, Corinne. Do you already, you already have the movies all mapped out? Yep. Ooh. We have our brackets set. Uh, how did you decide on this bracket? Um, Is well, this personal babe, taste or take it off IMDb or something? No, I actually just went over to my shelf and picked out 16 movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scientific. 
<laughs> well, you know, we've got genres instead of regions. You know how they mm-hmm. have like the yeah, south, yeah, yeah. the oh, east. Cool. So we have old school. We've got romance. We've got animation and superhero. Okay. Mm. Nice. So we will have four movies in each genre. Four divisions, okay. Right? And then they will advance to a last four, if you will. We have to be very careful not to say anything that's trademarked. Well, you say the final films instead of the final four. Yeah, the final films. And then uh, one will be crowned the winner. The NBA gets to take the phrase final four. What if I'm down my down my final four bottles of water, or my final four donuts? Bring money. <laughs> <laughs> Way things are going, you will be down to your final four of everything. <laughs> Sounds fun, Corinne. Good idea. Yeah. So that'll. Uh, I'm hoping that we can start the polls for our first matchup on Thursday. Sounds so basically, good. there will be one matchup a day. Hmm. People can go vote, and then we we should have our champion crowned around April second. Nice. Cool. Well, I was reading that they might actually do the tournament uh, in April. Now, once they get That'd past nice. this, you know, like month or something, where everyone that would kinda... be really weird because then it would be like April Madness instead yeah. of March Madness. I can, madness. <laughs> I can see why they do. I mean, they're. I was reading. They're going to lose a on, hell of a lot of money. Yeah, I think it was on Sports Illustrated that um, CBS and Turner that broadcast most of the games are s- going to lose five hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm sure I guess gonna I don't get how they're gonna get the stadiums and stuff for it though, uh, because wouldn't those stadiums already be scheduled for other events? I mean, they could be, but I mean, it's April, so maybe not. I mean, where's the where's the final four at this year? I don't remember. It's like Indianapolis or something. I can't remember. It's usually that. Indianapolis. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there'll be no football, so they can definitely put in a football stadium. It's true. They usually do that for the regionals anyway. Yeah. So I think they'll be all right because I mean, football doesn't start till August. I mean, yeah. I would I would rather have it later than not at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I because it, here's the thing is I, I actually kind of feel bad for the um, the student athletes that are seniors, and you never get to play again because right. of a coronavirus. That sucks. Anyway, sorry I hijacked the show there, but I wanted to announce that. So everyone, go to the website, read our read the announcement post that. Names all the 16 field or 16 movies, all the matchups or the first round matchups anyway. And uh, then on Thursday, go vote on the Facebook page I'm or on my Twitter. I'm because I'm guessing that Army of Darkness is not going to be in this. It is not because it's not on my shelf, Ryan. Well, it's the greatest movie of all time. Also, it's believe. not in any of those genres. I know. You don't have like horror at all. I, no, because I don't it, own any horror movies. I, I don't know. Ash is kind of romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what if we haven't seen the movie? Should we still vote? Yeah, vote for the cooler one. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I think you should see them. So, so I, sh- I have to watch these movies I think, before I vote I on think them? You, you've probably seen at least half, I would guess, because half of them are pretty big movies. That's what you said. <laughs> Literally. And actually, I take that back. Ash is a superhero. He is a superhero. He is a superhero. Actually, you've probably seen most of them. There's maybe like three that you maybe haven't seen i bet you've seen them i don't know in your in i've your not seen a lot of common stuff so people are always telling me you haven't seen this movie you I'm haven't like, seen what? sorry i haven't watched every movie ever you just reply by going like in yeah 30, i have a seven years <laughs> well brad have you seen casablanca i have seen Casablanca. okay there you go you've seen at least one all right 
All right, there you go. So Sweet you could just preview. vote Casablanca all the way through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I absolutely agree with that, 100%. That is our one seed in the old school category. Mm, okay. Fair. I'm not going to vote for it just to tank. Just, you, want, you want the upset to win? It's going to troll the whole contest. <laughs> Do it. It's going to be interesting. I'm, Everyone's I'm voting curious. for this one. I'm voting for this one. <laughs> I'm curious to see which one's going to end up winning the whole thing. Fun. Cool. Thanks, Karen. Got to do something. <laughs> uh, Zach, make sure the bathroom is clean. Thanks. Yes, I will. Thank I got, you. For... I got some notes here. <laughs> Out of town, parents, <laughs> and make sure Zach gets busy. Bathroom. What chore is Zach's going to do? Hey, for all those oh, 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 listening at home, uh, I did Johnny Carson. Is this on? Hello? He's been dead for 25 Specific, years. Specifically, Hello? Karnak the Magnificent. Yeah. Has it been 25 years since Carson's passed away? Oh, 2003? Oh, maybe not that long. So, not quite, but. 17. He, God, we're fucking old. He's been dude. gone a long time, yes. though. Like, I remember when he died, like, how big a deal it was. He was all over People Magazine. It's the same with, like, Bob Hope. Like, the, when they died, like, everybody like, gets flooded. Well, it's an icon. You know? Yeah. And this is before the internet, like, is huge. So, like, it's all in print form. Like, you could find back issues of all this stuff. Speaking of icons, Brad, what's happening around town? Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. Not much. Most, most things are closed. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, um, yeah, so that's what's going on around town. Nice. I guess we should just go right into movie news because that's kind of the biggest stuff going on this week. Yeah. Unspool that reel. It's real news. That's it going around in a circle, making that noise. Remember that in Gremlins where the <laughs> um, the scientist is killed by the Gremlins? Yep. And then the film reel just keeps on going. <laughs> yep. Um, Practical effects. Well, before we... Uh... Uh, get into any of the bigger news. We'll do some positive stuff. So Spider-Man 3 is supposed to start shooting in July, and it then will. Tom Holland has confirmed that Zendaya is coming back as MJ. So, And I believe <laughs> I believe this is the final Spidey film, like the one that they made the deal for, essentially. Yeah, they made one more, and he's going to appear in um, one more Marvel movie. But he's also Spider-Man at the new Disneyland ride. So. Web. <laughs> so you which can... opens in September, which looks really awesome. You should go to uh, Disney.com and look at the Avengers campus behind the scenes. Oh, dude. I need to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, so in it, you get to pretend like you're Spider-Man and shoot webs. But they made this technology where you don't put anything on you because they didn't want to restrict that you as a rider. You want to feel free. Oh, dude, it's going to be so awesome. Is it similar to how that Mickey and Minnie railway ride is? Yeah, it's, it's, like... it's basically the same concept where it's all programmed through a cart, but, you know, they they use lasers, I guess, where your hands are shooting webs, and it's going to be awesome because it's Spider-Man. Very neat. They knew what was up. Um, uh, uh, Peter Jackson is going to be releasing a documentary later this year for disney called uh get back which is uh it's a documentary about the beatles recording let it be so if it's anything like the um uh they shall not grow old movie it's going to be comprised of several hours of footage and will possibly be in 3d if they decide to do some kind of theatrical release that's not part of the news i just want that to happen because what better way to watch a beatles movie than in 3d it would be my guess you'd want to be able to finally have them right in your yeah, face. Get the get the depth you need in the studio when they're recording. Yeah, I mean, 
that's the entire argument for 3D for every movie. Yeah. <laughs> but this What's is what special the, about this news, Zach? The Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles. What if we lived in a world where they didn't exist? Two of them do. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are literally worm food. <laughs> but what if there was an entire movie made about where they didn't exist? Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's another Spider-Man piece of news. Um, yeah. Roberto Urki wrote uh, part of Amazing Spider-Man Two. He did. They're being he's being brought on to one write of six. a spin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> James Vanderbilt's one of them, and I like that yeah. guy. Um, but um, there's a Spider-Man spinoff um, that is in the works with Orky attached to it, but it doesn't say who he's tackling. So yeah, uh, that, uh, any I thoughts, mean, I Ryan? Or? I haven't. I mean, I know they're trying to make a Black Cat movie. Mm, yeah, which, I mean that. I mean that works because she can hold her own. Yeah. That'd be that'd be neat. maybe like a heist movie. Um, update from last week. Uh, remember that Jason Statham uh, movie that was supposed to happen that Statham's no longer part of. Woody Harrelson is uh, replacing Jason Statham on The Man from Toronto, so he got brought in very quickly. I'm pretty sure that won't last long because I'm sure that will get canceled too. It's interesting. I was reading that uh, as on the Hollywood Reporter or Variety, <laughs> they're basically saying that Statham's the biggest asshole in Hollywood. Really, and he's really hard to work with. Yeah. Huh. That sucks. That's yeah. strange. Industry insiders. Nothing came out over him regarding Hobbs and Shaw, did it? Oh, well, no, because Rock it? likes him. Yeah, I guess so. Rock likes everybody. Um, Diesel. Let's see. Uh, Bob Iger confirmed that on Disney Plus, Song of the South will never appear on it, um, which, well, um, you, you know. If you have Disney Plus, they also don't have anything above a PG-13 rating. Yeah, so, so there's a... But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, there's ways to watch that film, I think, like, if... it. it it's, well, it's, I mean, you can watch the segments. Yeah, you can watch the cartoon segments. They're never going to do the Uncle Remus segments, and you can watch Zippity Doodah. But that's yeah, so like, but it is. It's uh, if you if you listen to uh, you must remember this. They did an entire series on Song of the South that is a fascinating listen in terms of how that film has been approached over the years since its release and even its re-release in the eighties. So um, it's a pretty fascinating piece of. Um, film history to consider uh the last uh the last positive news is that uh karen kusama is gonna do dracula for blumhouse and i'm fucking stoked yeah she's a really great director dude yeah you were the one who got me onto the invitation which is a fantastic film um and she's uh, she uh she's done other uh great films too but uh I am very curious to see what she does with Dracula. That might be a horror film you like. It's not really a horror film. It's really a self-contained story, and it only takes place in one location. It's more like a thriller. Yeah, and it's just about people that don't trust each other. It's really good. Yeah. Hmm. Is it streaming somewhere? Uh, no, I'll let you borrow it, though. It's a draft house film, so it's uh, on their like boutique label of Blu-rays. Um, and then um, we'll just get right into it. Uh, we're in Virus Watch Week Two, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, alert, alert, alert! Contagion outbreak, Motaba virus. Um, the, so amongst the ways this thing kicked off over the course of this week is Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have contracted the virus uh, when they were out in Australia filming the Elvis Presley biopic, which has since shut down its production. Um, the release schedule has been fucked completely amongst the things that have been shuffled and moved to either later in the year or next year are a quiet place part two, which actually is an indefinite, like they don't know when it's coming out yet. Um, F nine, the, the best no. keyboard on the shortcuts list is, uh, moving to 2021. So fam- weird. family delayed. That's like, why would you push it out so far? Maybe they want to tool with it more. 
wait that was supposed to come out in april yeah Yeah. i think some uh studios are using is uh, using this as an excuse to like redo cgi and reshoots without you know taking blame for them being crappy yeah uh, like oh it's it's the virus maybe that's as good maybe they maybe universal saw fast nine they go "Mm." didn't they just start advertising that yeah yeah that's super weird yeah and there's uh uh there was a there's a bunch of series that were going on like via Harkins and stuff like that that I assume were to uh, coincide with upcoming releases because there was supposed to be a Bond there is a Bond marathon going on for Daniel Craig's Bonds that I'm assuming was supposed to tie into the No Time to Die which got delayed last week. So. Yeah, that one makes sense because I mean it, that was supposed to be an event movie so then they move it to November where there's really no other event movies going on and where James Bond Bond movies usually debut. So it's safer to predict. Um, and then like amongst other things, the, the lovebirds with Camille Nanjiani has been delayed. Uh, Tribeca film festival has postponed its events. Um, the director of the Shang Shang Chi movie had to self quarantine. Um, and AMC theaters, this is something we were talking about over the week is, you know, if theaters are going to close, they, um, AMC and Regal are cutting their seating in half. Um, so once they hit a 50% cap on their theater seating, then it shows as sold out. So then that's their way to combat it and stay open at the same time. And the most ironic thing about this is, you know, the Hollywood's putting up the front that they care about people. You know, they just want to make money <laughs> because they're, they're, if you cut it in half and people are afraid to go out, then you're not going to make as much money. Now, keep in mind, those are the bigger chains. But smaller smaller self-contained theaters like the America Cinematheque in L.A., they've canceled their stuff entirely. So they, they just, like, one, they probably can't afford to operate um, with that low of an attendance. But two, they're playing it as safe as they can. Like, smaller theaters, like stuff in New York and whatnot, are just shutting down completely. Um, they should also, when you go to the screen to choose your seat, they should also block out seats next to each other so yeah so social that, uh, distancing because yeah. yeah you can cut them 50 percent, but people still fucking sit behind me at the movie <laughs> if it's empty um and then other film shoots as well have been shut down amongst them stranger things and the majority of the netflix slate um they've shut down different productions including as of recently batman or the batman well so, uh, stuff like that too though it, it probably doesn't matter because what they'll probably do is they'll send either second unit stuff out or they'll have the CGI guys work on stuff, so yeah. it still comes out because you can, you know, or previs all their. Uh, the Batman wasn't stuff. supposed to come out till next year, right? No, but like I said, I mean, I, I mean, I I remember re- watching. I don't know why you're reading an interview with Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Some of the like battle scenes they actually start doing before the movie even starts production. Yeah, because yeah. they're so intense. So they still have work to do. They'll still come out on time. Ford v, Ford v Ferrari. The Blu-ray shows they had like they did CGI of all the races first to see like what shots they wanted to use. Mm. Oddly enough, they did different shots when they actually filmed it, but um, like that was all done before the movie was shot. So yeah, so they'll they'll figure it out. Hmm. Yeah, um, but I'll leave us out on a positive piece of news. We're getting Scream Five, and it's going to be from the guys who did Ready or Not. And that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally down for that. I, I think Scream 4 is a pretty fun movie. Yeah. Scream 4 is fun. It's it's going to feel weird since Wes is not at the helm because he's dead. But, well, yeah. you know. I guess they can bring him out on set. <laughs> Be smelly. Did I tell you that I watched Ready or Not? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No. How long ago oh. did you see it? Did you like it? Uh, I don't know. It was a couple months ago. It was okay. Okay. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I had to fast forward through a couple of parts because I was like, "Ugh, this is just 
Ugh, gross. <laughs> like that the part so the where she like falls gotcha. into the pit mm-hmm. with all the carcasses and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, oh no. No. So, no, so no, Brightburn no. isn't for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would I doubt not it. Like Bright, you would not like Brightburn. No. Brightburn's good. But... Brightburn's awesome. Yeah. I did like the final shot there with her sitting on the thing and smoking the cigarette and the house is on fire and she's just like in laws <laughs> <laughs> or whatever she said. Yeah, that's news. That, that's where Corinne and I are different. Like, she's like, oh, gross. I'm like, slow it down, slow it down. <laughs> Stretch it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and that, I think it was like maybe after she fell in the carcass pit and then she's like climbing out and she's like taking forever and she like stabs her hand on the nail. Or I was like, nope, nope, we're fast forwarding so through the, that. Does the stuff in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom creep you out? Yeah. Like when she sticks her hand in the all the bugs? Yes. The or switch. When- on the right, <laughs> I love that movie. Or when Mularam reaches into Indy's chest or the yeah. the oh, guy's Jumma. chest oh, and pulls, oh, pulls there out his heart. Yes, Marion. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, I, I was terrified yeah. of that movie yeah. as a kid. We are going to die. <laughs> the reason there's a PG-13 rating. Yeah, that was the one that I watched the most as a kid. I, f- I love Temple of Doom. Yeah, it's it's fun. A lot yeah. of people don't like that one. I love that. It's one. my least favorite of Is the really? three. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's that, scary. Or? Of the three, <laughs> yeah. But that, we don't count Crystal Skull. No, we do Crystal Skull's fun too. No, fine. I don't know if I would rather watch Crystal Skull or Temple of Doom. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if you're looking for a lighter fare, it's Crystal Skull. But Crystal know. Skull, uh, it's an it's fun. Yeah, yeah, but then he's old. So. <laughs> Harrison Ford's awesome. I mean, at least in Temple of Doom, he's, he's young and good-looking. you know he crashed an airplane and walked away? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. He's super cool. He, he told- was in Wichita again recently. Was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I actually knew he did like that because I know Wichita's a big uh Yeah, he goes there place. once a year to service his plane. Yeah. He told, him, he told himself, get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I freaking love Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's a cool cat. I actually want to see that call the movies call in the movie Madness. He Ooh. should be. I mean, Raiders of Lost Ark is probably one of the greatest movies of all time. So, I don't play Han Solo anymore. Shows up in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> For Carrie. He's like, wait a minute. Lots of money? <laughs> Done. That's what I mean. Like, I always... Beep, beep. <laughs> oh, the dump truck of Disney movies coming to my house. You know, I, I now it's not of, as big a thing as it was 15, 20 years ago about being in a franchise, you know, Batman or something. I would always say, if you're going to give me enough money, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I will be Spider-Man until the day I died if they're going to give me $30 million every time I put on the suit. I don't know why you don't want to do that. Uh, creatively, I get bored. Oh, $30 million? Done. <laughs> I, I, Sam Raimi was paid $50 million for Spider-Man 4. That was never made. Pay or play. Wow. You know where that money Wish went? I had that Into kind his of lovely, lovely garden that I'm sure yeah. is sprouting <laughs> with plenty of flowers. And that's why Sam Raimi doesn't make movies that much anymore yeah. he's like yeah 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 it's actually not like like big news because he's doing that thing he's doing something for quibi yeah, and i guess quibi he directs states of fear yeah and i guess he did one of the episodes so we'll get something uh, we met from him two of the directors um brian netto and adam schindler they did uh delivery hmm. and they're doing one based on minnesota very cool yeah that's news yeah delivery is a cool movie it's a, basically a tlc reality show but the baby is like Satan. Did they rename it though? Because some other movie came out that's well, called The Delivery. <laughs> or Deliver Us from Evil? Well, I have the DVD. They renamed it for the DVD called Delivery the Beast Within. Mm. I, I don't know, whatever. The, I mean, the DVD is cool. It has, you know, commentary and behind the scenes stuff. And it was only available at Walmart. And those guys are really nice. 
they're my friends on Facebook and they always say hi to me. Yeah, their interviews on the website somewhere. Yeah, you should look it up. Mile High Horror Fest 2013. No, I mean uh, Telluride 2013. We have a lot of stuff on our website. We have interviews, articles. I noticed uh, when I was fixing it up this week that I still haven't gone back and converted, I think, volumes two through five, yep. six of the episodes. So they're all like, the old, those are posts and they're not episodes on the site. Yeah. So... It's Sorry. Kind of, it's under construction. <laughs> yep. It's like the Dunder Mifflin under construction website. <laughs> Anyways, these are movies coming out on Blu-ray and Ultra HD this week. DVD releases the Blu-rays. Well, if you want to brave, uh, brave through the stores on Tuesday, you can get Jumanji the Next Level on 4K and Blu-ray. Um, when you pick it up, you have to look smoldering, though. Yes, yes, you do. That's a joke from the movie. Anybody? Hello? I, I didn't see it. You haven't seen it? it? No, I have seen, I, the, I, seen the first one. Yeah, I did. It so was fun. So the Rock, one of his um, like attributes uh, is his character is he gives smoldering looks, and so people will be talking, and all of a sudden he'll just stop and look at the camera. It's really funny. The rest of the movie is meh. Uh, also on 4K you can and Blu-ray, you can get Superman Red Sun. Is this the Superman story via the communist perspective? Or? Yeah, it's, um, it's based on the graphic novel. Yeah, Mark Miller and um, I, forget, uh, I forget who the artist is. But what would happen if Superman crashed in USSR instead of America? Oh, okay. And so he becomes kind of a bad guy. Oh, okay. Neat. Interesting story. Sweet. I'll get it when it's $6. Um, on Blu-ray only, you can get uh, Richard Jewell, uh, Clint Eastwood's latest uh, directing effort, which I have not seen yet. Um, but you'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> Sucker. Okay. This is what I get when I pick a subject. I know. I'm going to have to watch a show on FXX because Kate Blanchett is in this TV show now. Mm. I don't know. I saw her like pop up. I said, oh. Yeah. TV shows count. I guess. Hmm. Uh, well, I did put uh, Robert Downey Jr. as a fat guy strangler from Family Guy in my rankings of <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. stuff. I think cameo's okay. Uh, you know, he was, he's a pretty big in that episode. The commentary is really funny because Seth MacFarlane said that uh, his son was a really big fan of Family Guy and he had no idea what it was. And so he called up and asked if he could be on an episode and they said, yeah. Very nice. Um, on Blu-ray only as well, you can get um, Blumhouse's Black Christmas um, from uh, last year. Um, Sleigh Bells. Yep. You can find that episode on realnerdspodcast.com. Find it. Listen to it. Hear what we thought of it. Um, Best Buy is putting out exclusive steelbooks of Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, and Quantum of Solace. That's this week? I already saw them in stores. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's here on Blu-ray.com. I got so the old ones. I didn't get Spectre, though. Is the Spectre one cooler now? Uh, the art for this one is just... It's a steel book, but it's oh, basically it's just the poster the art. Poster yeah. art. Because yeah. my last one, like, the Casino Royale one's awesome. Yeah, it's, I got that. It's like playing cards, mm -hmm. and even I think the Quantum of Solace was the coolest one. Yeah, Is Spectre... that the coolest one? I can't remember. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a green. Oh, maybe it's maybe Casino Royale is the coolest one. Yeah, I can't remember now. Um, Skyfall. God, was the Skyfall? One? Skyfall one was cool, but I missed out on it. I just forget what the cover art looked like, though. But the Spectre one is just the the spider logo with the bullet. Oh hole no, I in do it. have the Skyfall one. The Spectre one's just the because I actually like the original key art for it because it's you know him with the skull behind him for Skyfall yeah. or Spectre. I think the only thing I remember about Skyfall is Adele wrote that song in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's well, like you can kind of tell. Uh, Skyfall's awesome though. It's an Oscar winning song. Yeah. <laughs> that is an Oscar winning song. It's a wonderful song. 
Um, Warner Ar- awesome. Warner Archive is putting out Tom and Jerry Golden Collection Volume One. I already have that. You do? Yeah. Why, uh, why are they backed up on here and then? Well, no, the it's not backed up. They're just re-releasing it. Um, oh, okay. So the original one is out of print, but they're putting it back out. Right. Okay. Right it's on. A great set. I free love Warner Archives cartoons. If you can't tell from my top 19 Blu-rays of 2019, there's already two of them on there from Warner Archives. Give me Daffy 101, please. Yep. Uh, huh? Did you bring your Blu-rays? I forgot. Terrence Malick's uh, latest film, A Hidden Life, which is supposed to be really good. I want to check it out. Um, he's coming out on Blu-ray only. Um, and that was a Searchlight uh, production, so mm-hmm. Disney's putting zero effort into releasing it. Um, Screen Factory is putting out Universal Horror Collection Volume 4. Uh, this will consist of a Boris Karloff film, Night Key, um, the movie Night Monster, The Climax, and House of Horrors. The Climax <laughs> is the only one I've heard of. Um, or um, So, yeah, go check them out. Those Universal Horror Collections, they're really cool, and if you don't get them, they can't put out more. So please get them. Um, Kino Lobor is putting out Cannibal Apocalypse with John Saxon. Lobor, the destructive Kino monster. Oh, that's right. You, you you don't like the fact that I mess that up all the time. I don't think Kino Lorber likes the fact that you mess it up. <laughs> no, like, oh, let's get, let's, let's, I'm going to Google Kino Lobor. Oh, I can't find those Blu-rays. <laughs> Kino Lobor is putting out Cannibal Apocalypse uh, from 1980 with John Saxon. I've never seen this. Ryan, have you seen this? No, nope, he's in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course he is. And Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And New Nightmare. He is. He's in a lot of Nightmare movies. Um, Warner Archive is putting out a Gregory Peck movie called The Stalking Moon. It also has Eva Marie Saint from oh. North by Northwest. So two good looking people. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you see how lovely they do look? Um that company's that whose name I can't pronounce correctly is also putting out Man in the Shadow with Orson Welles and Jeff Chandler, so you can check that mm. out. Orson Welles makes made other movies? Yeah, he was an actor before he was really a director, so um that he might be the subject of my next series after Shamley's done. That sounds so. really boring. Um, no, it'll actually be pretty interesting. At least it'll be short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, he died. Actually, it might be just as long because for all the projects that he did complete, there's a bunch that he didn't complete that are fascinating to discuss. Uh, and then I'll last... wait for the Transformers episode. <laughs> That's right. I would have to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll have to watch that movie again. Now, I know he's in a version of Jane Eyre. Did he direct that or did he just star in it? I don't remember remember but um i would assume he Rosa. didn't direct it okay uh, i i it just yeah because that is a beautiful movie and he's actually a really good mr penis. rochester you know what i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he didn't penis. because that would have been one of the projects God, he would have done for money to get financing for other projects or just to stay afloat because he was constantly out of work because he was blacklisted by an evil media mogul. Uh, and then last but not least is Criterion's putting out Spike Lee's Bamboozled from 2000. Uh, it's a very good film uh, that got overlooked when it got released. You should check it out. And that is Blu-rays, unless I missed anything. I don't think I did. Cool. Yeah. We watch movies throughout the week in a segment that we all call Movies you've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. That's an old radio uh, drink I've been listening to Irene Dunn and Cary Grant uh, from doing a performance of The Awful Truth on the radio. On the Lux Radio mm-hmm. Theater. Yeah. You can find that on the Criterion <laughs> release of The Awful Truth. 
Yeah. And do it that way because it sounds better than the ones that they have online because those recordings yeah, are it's awesome. not restored. Yeah. But anyway. Old school. Yeah. Coran, what'd you watch this week? A uh, few things. If it's a blacklist, I swear to God. I I told you I'm done with the blacklist. <laughs> also, I don't say. think they're back from hiatus yet. <clears throat> um, I well, I'll just start it off. I saw Emma last week. Period. Hmm. It's Emma. Period. I'm just saying Emma. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to differentiate the two. <laughs> Whatever. Well, actually, I did watch the '90s version as well. Oh, so, so. now I'm fucking confused because you didn't put a period at the end of the new one. So I watched both of them, and um. Hey, Brad. She called know. you an idiot on Twitter. How does that make you feel? Uh, about what? About how you don't understand Jane Austen. Oh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Did not hurt me in the slightest. I will say, at least I watched some Jane Austen. Yeah. yeah. Unlike other people. I'm like, I, have a, I can use my Alamo season pass for this, or... <laughs> now, the new one, it looks really nice, but I don't... I don't know how I feel about it. So why is this one not good compared to the other, the one with Gwyneth Paltrow? Well, first of all, the one with Gwyneth Paltrow has um, (laughs) Jeremy Northam in it, and Jeremy Northam is hot. Oh, fuck yeah. What does he play? (laughs) I don't remember that movie. Oh, he's probably, I think I like his Mr. Knightley the best out of all of them, and this guy who plays it in the new one, he's just not good looking enough. That's what I I was thinking. I'm like, I was going to see it, but I was like... This dude is just not hot enough to be in this movie. He's not. I mean, especially because, like, Mr. Knightley is supposed to be 16 years older than Emma. So, I mean, you really have to have, like, some kind of, like, Who is your incentive. perfect? Who's your perfect Mr. Knightley, then? M- Jeremy Northam. Yep. Uh, but besides him, if you had to cast this movie right now, who would it be? Daniel Craig. <laughs> no, he's too Martin old. Martin Freeman. He- <laughs> no, he'd have to be, like, around 35 or 40. Martin Freeman. <laughs> How old is Tom Hiddleston? He's like 40, right? No, I think he's like 33. He's really young. He could do that. He could play older. He could do that. Look, he did it in, maybe like in his late bit. 30s now. Why to, is that I'd to be a to man? Why it? can't it be a woman? Yeah. Emma. Idea. Gender bent <laughs> Emma. Rosamund like no. Pike as Mr. Knightley. Do you like they did with Peter Pan? Just, it's still it's still a male character, but played by a woman. Mary yeah. Martin from the grave. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> But interesting. I'll have to think about that, Ryan. Okay, so why is this one not as good as the other ones? Um, you think it'd be better because of Weinstein's didn't make it? It's a lot. (laughs) It's there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I guess the big thing for me was so spoilers. The proposal (laughs) scene at the end. Um, so Mr. Knightley comes and proposes to Emma, and I guess they they change the dynamic because they. Like, Emma is not supposed to know that Mr. Knightley is in love with her in the proposal scene. Because she is supposed to think that he's in love with Harriet. So it comes as, like, a big shock to her when he's like, I want to marry you. And she's like, really? Like, I am in love with you? And so it's, like, a great moment. And she's, like, super relieved that he's not in love with Harriet, that he's in love with her. And then later she's upset about, oh, no, but what about Harriet? So this movie completely changes it. in a fucking closet. (laughs) This movie completely changes the dynamic by instead having Emma and Mr. Knightley know that he, like the other likes them. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, the dynamic in that proposal scene is very different. Uh-huh. And so then when she, uh, I about had an aneurysm in the theater when she, when her nose starts bleeding 
And he's like, I'm in love with you. And I was like, did we just step into like Emma and zombies or something? Like, <laughs> I'm listening. what is happening? <laughs> like, seriously, her nose starts bleeding. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, like there's never an illusion to she might be having some kind of instead of physical this, problem or anything. Instead of this before or after that moment, it's supposed to be a moment of euphoria and like oh my gosh, and then it's like romantic and everything. But instead, she just to like represent the time she became a woman. Shut up, Ryan! You didn't even <laughs> see the movie. I've seen I've seen the Gwyneth Paltrow. That's one. one of those things where I mentioned it felt like they added just like modern quirky humor just yeah, to it was change little, it up a bit yeah i agreed with you when you said the tone was weird i did think that too so are you a big fan of jane austen's books and these yes are, so the, you don't like it because it's not true to the book i did not like that because it just ruined that moment like that moment is so big in the story and they totally ruined it by instead of her being relieved and happy she all of a sudden her nose starts bleeding and she starts freaking out about what about Harriet? Like, I thought you were in love with Harriet or whatever she said. I don't remember, but like she gets all upset and it's instead, uh, it's just As someone who hasn't read the book, like that it's like the fact that her nosebleed seemed odd because it had no setup or repercussions on the end of the film. But right, as far as because they changed it, but story wise, I was like, okay, like the, the tone of that moment, it seemed like, oh, yeah, everything built up to their. It kind of felt like, uh, what's his name? Knightley. Out of left field that like he spent so much of the movie per, like acting like like kind of being mean to her mm-hmm. um, or antagonizing her. And then for him to kind of turn around after one dance and be like, oh, I am in love with her. And I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it's you. like you, you it's should. Like, I guess everyone's just in love with each other because there's like no other people around. <laughs> you should watch the 2009 BBC miniseries with Romola Garai because it yeah. is awesome. It's like <laughs> it's way. Well, if Ryan more, recommends it. I'll and, do it. And Michael Gambon's in it too. He plays Mr. Woodhouse, and he does a better job, I think, than Bill Nye. Although Bill Nye is good, but I think they just mischaracterized his uh, version of. Mr. Woodhouse. It was really weird. Fucking A. He's just a hypochondriac, right? I believe that they would even let that be on screen. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was funny when they kept putting up screens between everything. Like, pretending they were in separate rooms, but they really weren't. And then just talking about private stuff. I mean, the fact that... Okay, so they got Mr. Elton right, but then, like, by that... Like, by the halfway point, they just kind of, like, had to fast-forward through the rest of it. Because it's like, we spent so much time on the first half of it that oh crap like we don't have enough time for everything that happens in the second half so we just have to like speed through it how, how long is the movie it's like two hours okay so like you know they get all the beats with mr elton right you know and how he like emma thinks he's in love with harriet but he's actually in love with emma and so then the, like the carriage scene and then by the time frank churchill and uh, jane fairfax roll into town you get to spend like three scenes with each of them and that's it Mr. Alton's a fucking creep. Yeah. Well, that's his, that's the whole point. Yeah. But, I mean, Fuck Jane you. Fairfax and Frank Churchill are, like, some of the most interesting characters in the story. And so the fact that you just kind of gloss over them is really a disservice. Mm. But, yeah, this actually, this version made me hate Frank Churchill more than any other version because they make the point of telling you that 
he basically skipped out on his father's wedding on purpose. Like he could have been there. Yeah, but he shows up for Emma's wedding, which is like So why did he skip out on his you. father's wedding? They don't explain that, but what just like that he's a selfish prick. yeah. That he's just what he a wants. selfish guy. He's rich. Mm, that makes sense. If I was rich I'd do whatever I want. Rich and privileged. Yeah, that he's basically just you know, he's been separated from his dad most of his life because he was raised by his aunt and uncle. So he doesn't really feel like he has any obligation to his father until Jane Fairfax rolls into town. And that's when he actually takes the time to go and see his family. You know what I love most about this movie, Corinne, is how passionate you are about it. And it's not even my favorite Jane Austen. I, no, I mean, like the subject. You're oh, very yeah. passionate about the subject. I could write like an entire post about you, uh, this movie. You, you guys can't see this because we're a podcast, but uh, Corinne was emphasizing her points by putting dots with her fingers, and yeah. <laughs> no, but I I think the '90s movie is better. I I don't know. Like I noticed that the so the new one there are a lot of nice little beats where you, they just give you a second to like process everything and. They show the characters moving around in their environments without, like, a lot of dialogue. But then the 90s movie is so quick. And it's, like, every single scene has dialogue in it. And it's, like, cut from one conversation to the next to the next to the next. And it's, like, there's not a lot of beats to just, like, have the characters breathe and just kind of do their own thing. So, but then you also get more of the story that way. So, I mean, there's a balance to it. But, I mean, still, Jeremy Northam. Yeah. The best Mr. Knightley ever. so hot. So hot. This one's really pretty, though. Even the no. credits are pretty. Oh, oh, you mean the movie. Yeah. I thought you meant the guy. I was like, no. <laughs> no, I looked him up. I can't remember his name, but I looked him up and I was like, he's actually not that bad looking. They just made him ugly for this movie. Oh. His hair is like foppish and his teeth look terrible. But then if you look he's at a British. picture of him, he's like, he's okay. He's better than he is in the movie. Take a word for it. Yep. <laughs> We'll defer on how hot guys are to you. <laughs> and then, yeah, the Frank Churchill guy, he's hot in the movie, too. And it's Fucking like, a. no, you have to make Mr. Knightley as hot yeah. as Frank Churchill or otherwise. Is that, why is, is that described in her book that how hot he is? I don't remember. I don't I, think I'd be so. awesome if Jane Austen's like, he's so effing hot. Why are men always reduced to like just <laughs> if they're attractive their physical? Or not. Yeah. yeah. Is he a good actor? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Do they have brains? Why don't you <laughs> learn something about their personality? Yeah. <laughs> What else did you watch, Corinne? Um, what else did I watch? I checked out season five of 30 Rock from the library. So back for Leap Day, I decided to watch the Leap Day episode. That's season six. And then I was like, oh, man, I miss 30 Rock so much. So I found season five, which is my favorite season, even though Leap Day is my favorite episode. But I found season five, and so binge watched that. And now the libraries are closed, so I won't be able to return it for a while. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. Just keep it. Say I lost it. Here's yeah. my two dollars. <laughs> Don't they? They waive uh, late fees, right? Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they waive. They waive late fees, but there is still a collection um, thing for it. But they say like, if you lost it and you report it, this is the collection fee to pay for it. So just return I'm your not libraries, to folks. Claim it's lost because it's not. It's sitting on my DVD player at home, so. And also, you can probably find season five of Thirty Rock at like a thrift store for like five bucks. So. Maybe. These I would t- just they- want to get the whole season series at this point. I'm surprised they don't have a complete series of that. I think they do, but it's on DVD. Yeah. And That's I'm not mean. gonna get it on DVD. Yeah. Um. But I yeah. Have Parks and Rec so on DVD. 
30 Rock, it's interesting actually now watching it kind of post Me Too because there are a couple of jokes in there that I'm like, I know Tina Fey like wrote this and is executive producer or creator or whatever on it, but wow. Some of those jokes, I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. They they let that, they did that? Wow. That's because like there's a recurring uh, jokes about like how Pete is just kind of like a skis and he pervs out on women not just him but like other men in the 30 rock office and right yeah it's it's it's, it's just i need to rewatch it again but like i mean but you know i will also say sometimes the me too movement is a little too sensitive on some of that stuff mm-hmm. because if if you hang out with people long enough and you're friends and you're goofy with them you're gonna say things that definitely cross the line so you have to i think there's a balance between the two mm-hmm. But I just think like either it shouldn't have been in there or it should have if it's going to if you're going to have that kind of material, arguably, it should have been treated differently. Like instead of Liz just letting the writers perv out on Sari and then telling Sari to change her clothes, she could have been like, hey, you guys need to stop perving out on her. I'm going to fire you or whatever. Mm. Mm. It's not as funny. (laughs) It's not as funny, but it would have been a better approach. But, you know, Mm. I get it. Comedy is like the first art form that you know, doesn't age well. And, but I don't even say that's an age. If it's still fun. It's like I, the I mean, first to I, I watch, I watch veep all the time. And Julia Louis Dreyfus makes a big point of, you know, um, it, yeah, it's, I, I won't put words in her mouth, but she, she mentions that a lot, mm-hmm. but she also does it wants to keep it real. So it's, um, I, I think there's a fine line there between being overly, um, sensitive and overly pervy. I think you got to find the balance there. I think comedy's like it's. I don't think it's that it ages faster than most. I think it's just that taste taste adjusts over time, and that's usually the one we look to immediately and because to me, it's a positive emotion. I, I think the more stuff that's a little more cringeworthy. So I've been watching Family Guy, mm-hmm. and there's one where Stewie goes to Hollywood, and Bill Cosby's in it. And you go, oh, this is rough. Yeah, because they're they're playing him for a joke, and it's hard to look past what he's done. Mm-hmm. Much like I, I love the Naked Gun movies, but oj simpsons in them mm. and you go oh there's simpsons episodes early on because they were competing with the cosby show at the time and there's a lot of cosby jokes in that movie about how Cosby's the number one show and they're like neck and neck with it to beat it in the ratings and there's a whole episode the uh, the soapbox derby episode they the when homer goes to the father institute fatherhood institute mm-hmm. they give him a copy of fatherhood by bill cosby as his reference game. yeah that stuff's tough man. yeah because it, it's also, hard to differentiate the two it it just generally has the yeah. attitude of like boys will be boys and yeah. like you yeah. can't change their behavior so just like deal with it kind of thing yeah. which is the wrong attitude to have in real life yeah it's yeah i mean so i was watching the burning it's a horror film and i for one of my um article series i do on our pod yeah. our thing called uh, the scream factory crypt and in it um there's a commentary with the director and this blu-ray came out in 20 uh well it was bef- 12 it, it, yeah it's bef- way before like, yeah. way before the and they talk thing. about how great you know harvey weinstein is in the commentary you go oh yeah because this was one of their earliest uh, efforts is their, is, their, is their first theatrical film yeah and how great they are and how they helped them get you just go man Mm-hmm. Just ruin everything. There is a Harvey Weinstein casting couch joke where um, Jenna says something about like I have denied or I have refused sex with Harvey Weinstein no fewer than three times out of five. Yeah, and you, and you go, wow! It, 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 the, the crazy thing when you see, stuff and they like had that, another one that was like Bill Cosby, 
like joke too about the same thing because even family guy has jokes about kevin spacey um inappropriately touching men mm-hmm. before all this came out so it, it just shows that people knew about it yeah and that's just ugh. seth mcfarlane has never been afraid to oh no he doesn't care to call that out yeah he, he, he did it at the oscars with weinstein yeah like he flat out like just said it out loud and then five years later it just you know like i mean for for anything with that comedy is backwards on like a few years back in terms of its attitudes. It also can find ways to be ahead of itself. So it's it's a mixed bag, unfortunately. But yeah. I mean, I need to rewatch Thirty Rock, but I I remember loving it. Um, oh no, it's the, still really the, the, good. Their, their attitude towards Siri always kind of bugged me, but I was just like, ah, just uh, whatever. That's not the the reason I'm watching the show. But you know, yep, live and learn. So Thirty Rock, great show. Still love it. Um. I also watched a Catching the Classics that you'll hear next week. It was a really good movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm. But you'll just have to wait until next week to hear about it. Because we don't know the results of that poll yet, mm. do we? Nope. Well, I mean, you, you could. You could just... <laughs> <laughs> that one got a lot of play, though, because you picked two really, I think... I know. Passion for And well, since you said fun, I, I know which movie you watched, but because um, there's no way one of those movies is fun. You'll did, just find did, out. Did, did, you have, did you have fun with the Zodiac? <laughs> You'll find out next week, Ryan. I mean, it is kind of a romp for th- <laughs> close mean, to three hours. <laughs> Would you go into Charles Fleischer's basement? Of course it's a romp. <laughs> so, and then the last two things I watched, weirdly, both had to do with Charles Dickens. Um, one. British stuff? You? Well, one's British. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I watched the BBC miniseries Little Dorrit, mm. which I've seen before. It's been a while, and I kind of forgot some of the bigger so plot points. So how do you points. watch all these, this BBC stuff? Is it readily available, or do you have it? I, the, the Little Dorrit was on Amazon Prime, mm. so a lot of the miniseries are on are Prime. Mm-hmm. I guess I've never really looked. Um, yeah, I can't imagine why you would. I mean, spaced, I like. Um, but yeah, Little Dorrit is great. So the basic premise is that this family... The father is in a debtor's prison called the Marshalsea, and he has three kids. His youngest daughter is uh, called Little Dorrit, and her name's Amy, and so she's, like, going out into the world and trying to get a job and support her family so she can get her father out of prison eventually. And she, like, comes into contact with, like, a family, and they have, like, some kind of big secret, and then there's a French murderer running around who's played by Andy Serkis. Nice. And he is great in it he's great in everything well yeah i mean but he's like so over the top but he's he does it in such a way that it's still compelling and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like too cartoonish but yeah it's there's a lot of drama and symbolic like house collapsing stuff at the end but it's a it's a really interesting story some shakespearean levels of tragedy there at the end dickens is a great writer yeah oh long writer that's why i like watching the miniseries rather than actually reading it so because yeah. then you don't have to read like a 700 page book you just watch a eight hour miniseries true so and then the other thing i watched was oliver and company yeah excellent choice <laughs> yeah is that your favorite disney movie <coughs> yes <laughs> Of of the animated of the yeah I mean like not Pixar yeah, yeah I mean like the I guess I call it Disney animation movie yeah yes. I watched it a lot when I was a kid and hadn't seen it much recently but it's 
it's it's almost too short. I think it needs to be a yeah. little bit longer. Well, it's at the end of like the the old right, guard, the dark ages. Yeah, so they're just trying to get. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's one of those done. movies I think that gets a bad rap, but it's really fun. Um, and there's nothing wrong with just having a fun movie. You know, Robin Hood gets really a really bad rap too. But I think Robin Hood. I mean, that's the first Disney movie I really remember enjoying. Huh. Um, I've heard a lot of people like uh, actually love that movie. So I don't know where that's coming. Yeah, from. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's more uh, critic driven. Because I've actually I've had Oliver and Company pop up on my friends watching it a lot lately too. Huh. More people rediscovering because it's on Disney Plus. There's stuff like that, like Robin Hood, Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company. Like they're the they're the, the dark age ones. They're yeah. The, they're the in betweeners, but yet they're you know they have an audience because those are the ones that are kind of they're really accessible. Yeah. I mean, really, the only one I don't like from that time is the Black Cauldron. I think it's just boring. Hmm. I have to rewatch that one. That's been a while. Yeah. And Little Mermaid comes out right after Oliver and Company, so I th- they didn't even put it on home video until like '95. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I watched it, I guess. They did. A, I remember seeing it. They on did video. a re-release of it in theaters, which is yeah, '95. Yeah, yeah, and then that's when they really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it came out to theaters, and then like shortly after Little Mermaid came out, and they didn't put a home video out for it yet. So then Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, so they just like, yeah, this little thing's gonna sit over here until '95. <laughs> Little we'll knowing back to the, it. their greatest effort, the great mouse detective of that era. Like, I love it. That opening number, Once Upon a Time in New York City, where Oliver's like in the box of kittens and like all the other kittens get adopted and he just gets left in the rain. And it's like, oh my gosh, this movie's so depressing. <laughs> but it's okay. But then it brings it back. It's okay, but though, because Billy Joel. Holy shit, that movie is so dark. <laughs> I forgot how menacing Sykes is. Like, I think he's underrated as a Disney villain. Hmm. Like, almost chokes Fagin, and those dogs, like, almost kill Dodger, and... Then he gets killed by a subway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's which, pretty dark. that's, that <laughs> whole, like, last chase or whatever, like, that is just kind of ridiculous. And just rewatching it, I'm like, I know this is a cartoon, but even for a cartoon, this is cartoonish. Like, a car just drives down into a subway and then just drives on the subway tracks. It was just yeah. weird. And then dogs and cats talk, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, the, but the taxi cat. Yeah, yeah but they're, the they're talking to each other and they're not talking to the humans, so That's it's true. different. I mean, a, t- a chihuahua sounds like Cheech Marin. You know, things happen, man. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, oh my gosh, Tito, I forgot how much he's in that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's still pretty funny, though. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Marin. If this is torture, chain me to, to the, the wall. wall. <laughs> I remember that must have been like right before some movie I watched all the time because I remember a lot of the lines from the movie from the trailer mm. on the some cassette that I watched. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. Brad. Oh, I have so many things, you guys. We're gonna be here all day. Woo! Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I rewatched Any Given Sunday, which I remember being okay. Run the ball. <laughs> um. I like Kellen's impersonation of Oliver Stone movies. <laughs> Are you done? Okay. Uh, but for some reason, I completely forgot how awful the editing and cinematography are in this movie. Yep. Um, like, the actual story is not too bad if it was directed by someone else. No, I agree. Um, the editing, it cuts, like, every... Like, the pacing is terrible. It's just mm-hmm. cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts. Because it is, I agree, it, tr- it tries to give you the sense of um, 
Like there's more energy to more it than energy. there is. More energy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and then know. the cinematography, like the colors are weird. Yeah. And then when everyone's whenever when the teams like snap the ball or like collide with each other, the focus blurs and it's like just adding more where there doesn't need to be any. It's all um, over different Oliver Stone movies too. Like it's just like the the palette's weird and it just doesn't always keep tone with what the story is supposed to be. I feel like it makes sense in like Natural Born Killers because like mm-hmm. they're all trippy and weird, but like it's just football. Like come on. Yeah. Did you see Savages at all? The no. one that that has a similar issue with it too. Um amongst other things. So yeah. Uh did not revisit well. Uh rewatched Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's a great movie, especially if you want to learn how to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um just great acting all around. Yeah, in that movie. there's no women. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched the 2014 RoboCop, which I appreciated more than when I first saw it. Like, it's a little unnecessary, but what they actually like the subtle callbacks to how they tweak from the first, like the original movie, are actually pretty creative for modern times. Um, I rewatched uh, Welcome to the Jungle, which is a it's not really a Van Damme movie, but he is in it. He's uh, very prominent in the poster. Yeah. Um, but it's really about, uh, like, Rob Hubel is, um, like, there's this uh, group of coworkers, and they have to do a team-building exercise. So they get sent to this island where, um, like, the plane crashes, and then it becomes Lord of the Flies with, like, adults. And Rob Hubel's, uh, like, the coworker who's trying to show up everyone else. And then uh, Adam Brody is... Uh, the coworker actually has talent, and uh, Rob Hubel's stealing all his ideas and stuff. Uh, but yeah, Rob Hubel kind of takes over all the tribes and like, makes them um, like have orgies and uh, like use up all the resources and just become feral. Um, and then Adam Brody like takes all the sane <laughs> coworkers <laughs> and they try to uh, get off the like actually try to get off the island. Like Adam Brody. Yeah, and then. Um, in the, in the middle of it, like Van Damme, like he's the guy trying to do all the training exercises. You know, he has them like, um, like he's, he's buried explosives throughout the jungle. So he has like, you have to do, do this run through the forest without a, but it turns out he's, um, a fraud. Like he, he's not this extreme adventure that he makes himself out to be. And then like, he's so, um, like weak that he has to be wheeled around in a wheelbarrow. Like after he gets mauled by a tiger that he brought to the Island. <laughs> What? Yeah, <laughs> like one of the coworkers comes, like come to the like come to the the shore. There's no tiger out here, and he's like, "There's no tigers on the shore." And then, like, just out of the frame, like this tiger leaps across <laughs> and takes him off the cliff. <laughs> and then he just shows up later on, like in the dark, like leaning next to a tree, like all of his uh, scratches and stuff. <laughs> it's just it's silly and fun. Um, and then I rewatched, um, or I didn't rewatch. I watched for the first time uh, Suspiria. The 1977 version. Oh yeah, and uh, it's better than Deep Red. Like I enjoyed it uh, more. It's it's easier to follow, but um, it's still Argento, so it's yeah. But like by the halfway point towards the end, uh, it was it was it felt like it was an autopilot. It was just like mm-hmm. cool visuals and uh, the Goblin music just overpowering everything. Um, and then yeah, she's just wandering around, just being assaulted by demonic stuff. So yep, witchcraft, witchcraft. So, and I already knew about the witchcraft stuff, so I wasn't like that wasn't surprised twist, by anything. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't any twist to it for me. So, but yeah, visually, it's it's really a feast for the eyes. But mm-hmm. 
Um, but also the acting, it felt like I was watching The Room. Like, just the delivery of lines. It's, it's funny. You've basically described every Argento movie there is. <laughs> so, hmm. um, yeah, so The Room isn't so different in the acting category than uh, I've known it to be. So that's what I watched this week. Zach? Um, I'll uh, jump off of Brad because I went. Cliff, come back! I went. I <laughs> went. Do it, Zach. I went with him to Suspiria. Um, I had not seen Suspiria in a long ass time because the last time I saw it was like on DVD once. I am not an Argento guy. I but I respect Argento. Um, and uh, rewatching Suspiria, I had a blast with it. Like it is. Uh, it as Brad said, is a feast for the eyes. I forgot how oddly hypnotic goblin score is um I, I mean and i forgot joan bennett's in the movie like i that i do not think suspiria when i think joan bennett and you know clearly I'm i watched the, the movie who's joan bennett <laughs> she's the um head of the she's the head of the school and she was a classically she was a classic golden age actress she was in a movie with Cary Grant. That's right. Um, so, um, but I, I will say that like the feeling I got from it this time around, because the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a, you know, over the top, violent Italian horror movie. And when I watched it this time, I was just like, it's kind of operating the way a Guillermo del Toro movie does sometimes where it's like a fairy tale or a, uh, like a, a dark dream happening around you. So, um, uh, I um I really appreciated being able to watch it on a big screen and seeing what they did to clean it up because the DVD version I saw years ago was not that great looking, um and the sound was pretty awesome. I think they may have had it up way too high um uh, at the theater by just a titch. Yeah, well, but the host. What's a titch? I don't know, just a titch, like tish. A touch. Yeah, a touch. Yeah. Is that a word? I'm just trying to learn new things. Yeah, it's a word. Learn something new today. Sure. But the host admitted it was one of her favorites, so yeah, I think so she probably yeah. Maybe she crank, maybe she cranked it up. She has a specification for it. I, I I know that it was a little like, I mean, I like when you calibrate the sound correctly, but I was just like, man, like this is really loud. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and I I, I want to go back and rewatch some Argento because like it's just like I, I he's never like encapsulated me as a filmmaker, but he inf- he is so influential throughout the uh the horror genre that it would behoove me to kind of go through have you ever seen his cut of dawn of the dead that i have not but i'll have to let you i mean i have the like ultimate edition so i didn't look into it but the uk is putting out a a uhd version of dawn Mm -hmm. of the dead um so i assume that we'll be able to play it on our players Um, well i i did look into it mm -hmm. and it's only the ultra hds are Mm non-region the blu-rays are locked okay so Um, i don't know might be worth it anyway just yeah, to have it but um that cut i want to see because i've heard nothing but great things about it I so. said it, you can always well, i have the dvds but the dvds i mean they look really good okay um, it's it was done by anchor bay all right and it's uh it's really hard to find it's like uh all black and this has the zombie head on i don't think it says dawn of the dead on it it just has the head from the poster yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah and actually anchor bay did the suspiria the first release of suspiria on dvd and that's the one i saw mm-hmm. it's not that it's bad it's just like by comparison to this 4k sure. restoration which is what we saw mm-hmm. it's just miles above um i love the cover art for the 4k where it's like the chick hanging oh and it's God, pretty yeah. dark but i mean it looks awesome yeah no it's 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 uh actually fantastic to like I think if you're gonna rewatch it, get it through that 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 restoration. Like you'll have a blast with it. 
Maybe um, if it drops like ten dollars or something. Yeah, it's, it's still it's cheaper than I thought it would be when yeah, I looked. I think it's it. only like eighteen dollars, but yeah, I don't know. If you don't love the movie, it may not be worth that That's price what I mean. for it's you. Like, but, it's like Italian horror. Um, yeah, I, I mean, always love the name. Sorry, grin. Jello. No, like they well, always have the girl who walked out in the city of blood and rage. <laughs> The Cat O' Nine Tales. Yeah, they always have the funniest titles. Yeah. Is Dario Argento the one who did the version of Phantom where he's like raised by rats or something? Uh, probably. Is that sounds sounds like something he'd op- do. Make op- well, he does a movie. He has a movie called Opera, which I've never seen. So uh, maybe that's what that is. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'll look it up. not Argento literate. Google machine. It makes me a terrible person. Um, I did two fitness cinemas this week. Uh, one was uh, very nice and brisk on Friday the 13th where I did part six. I'm surprised six. they showed that. That's awesome. No, no, no. They didn't. I did it on demand. Oh, okay. I did it on demand. I, I was. I, they were doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but I wanted to do a light workout. And I'm like, well, it's Friday the 13th. I've got this neat shirt on. I'm going to uh, watch part six because it's the least... There's no nudity in it, and it's the, the least isn't that bad either. Because I don't want to. It's not. It's not like I don't really care if people know what I'm watching at the gym, but I'm trying to be considerate of other people I mean, if they're like you're nice, you know. So I watch Friday Thirteenth on airplanes, but Part Six is still the fucking oh, yeah, best, that's, man. That's my favorite. Oh, dude, it's so much fucking fun. Like, <laughs> dig him up. Does he think I'm a fart head? <laughs> yes. Um, scream before there was scream, and I love the soundtrack to that. Friday. Oh, yeah, it like, awesome. has a badass soundtrack. It's not just Cooper too. Like they have that felony song on mm-hmm. No Animal, and that's a goofy scene with the, with them having sex to that song. He's like yeah. another nine minutes. I'm like yeah. that song's not nine <laughs> minutes. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I you know got a brisk work out of it. Uh, the one that was even more insane was I did Avatar, and I thought it was just going to be Avatar, the theatrical version. I was wrong. James Cameron's extended version was what played um, at on the screen itself. Uh, so I ran for t- two hours and 57 minutes, and my, my body was tired. Um, I still feel the way I felt about it when I first saw Avatar, where I'm like, this is fine. Moving on. But I get why James uh, stood up for it, during film explosion and whatnot, like it is, it is engrossing to watch from a visual perspective. I just feel like by comparison, Titanic has a better script and that's, you know, I'm not the biggest Titanic fan in the world, but I, I mean, like I, I enjoyed myself enough. I think I was more focused on the workout anyway. Like I burned over 2000 calories doing that movie. So, um, you know, which is which is probably not the smartest move in the world, but whatever. You know, you can work out as long as you want. People yeah. do like athletes well, do like four to five hours. Just so. don't die. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I see you. Your body will tell you if you can't do it. <laughs> I, I somebody said to me, "I see you," and I'm like, "I'm from a movie." No, I see you on the ground, dead. Get up, get up, get up. Um. So yeah, uh, Ryan loaned me *Magruber*, which I hadn't watched in a long ass time, and I had a fucking blast Magruber. rewatching *Magruber*. Um, your God can't help you, but I can. <laughs> your God can help you, but I can. <laughs> you and your dick comments. <laughs> I'll stop saying. <laughs> that's, that's why I, like I fucking love that movie. And it, it, I, you know what? Talking, you're, talking you're really coming around and winning me over. <laughs> Just kidding, I still like you. <laughs> Pod's looking pretty tight. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, there are some things that will never change for, for me. My love of Golden Age Hollywood, my love of Jack Benny, and the sex scene in the graveyard in MacGruber will always stand the test of time as just, like, 
great moments in in history period um that scene's still like it's just still funny the way they repeat it and they just cut back to him going eh, 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 eh. <laughs> and forte's a genius in that movie i was actually amazed like it how well it plays to the ethics and the structure of a canon action movie pretty much like a chuck Norris oh, yeah, kind of a movie i mean it's very well knows what it's doing yeah yorma tacconi is a really talented director and val kilmer's great in the movie it's it's weird like it's it's i just ailed it weak <laughs> i did hire a group of elite assassins but i accidentally killed them all in a fan explosion really excited too no i didn't because i'm not a fucking idiot, idiot. <laughs> should see the rumor it's awesome my wife hates that movie with a passion which we talked about it like it, it that is not for everybody but no. it should be it's it's pretty great it's, uh it's, in fact it always comes up when i say hey you want to go see a movie and she's always say, it's not mcgruber is it because <laughs> <laughs> it came out in 2010 it's the 10th anniversary yeah, this and, year uh i remember i told her i was gonna go see it and she still really liked me at that time because we weren't <laughs> we weren't married and we we're just dating and so she said yeah i'll i'll see this with you at the fort collins amc and we'll have a good time there's only like three other people in the theater and i'm just laughing and she's sitting there and when laura doesn't like it she'll cross her legs and she'll tap her left foot like really fast she did that the whole movie yeah like so i'll see you next week right she's like (laughs) i guess sure i'll call you yeah (laughs) crickets (laughs) um uh i the the first time i saw it i got when when I was at film school, they had um, advanced screener passes that just floated around our school. So we went to an early screening of it, and Yorma Tacconi, Ryan Philippi, and Will Forte were at the screening. And I just assumed this movie is going to be big. And then when I went to my movie theater that I worked at, uh, it was in the second largest theaters we had, like the capacity wise. And they were dead the entire weekend. The thing lasted only three weeks. But <laughs> I want Alamo to do a screening of it this year since it's the 10th yeah. anniversary. You know, he didn't have to use the F word so much. It was a fucking bullshit day. His kids were there. <laughs> they laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suck your fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell me what you want me to suck. <laughs> just tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> again i only watched it like two weeks ago just to piss my wife off oh Kristen wig too is amazing oh, in yeah, that. like why am i doing this Kristen again wig. <laughs> would never order a <laughs> no no tip <laughs> sorry sorry that scene like it's it was the first time i was just like man mcgruber is an asshole but i fucking love this character <laughs> why Kristen wig is such a great comedian is because she's willing to look stupid mm-hmm and um, I mean, she can play for heart. She can play stupid, and she doesn't care. And she, I think that's why she's an amazing actress. She plays awkward really well, oh, yeah. or like and confused. Oh, she's and, great in Bridesmaids. Yeah. She's great in everything. I love Kristen Wiig. She is a terrific actress. Uh, but yeah, MacGruber. <laughs> I will not do a fitness cinema of that unless yeah, that'd be fun. It was empty. <laughs> like, wow, um, good thing I was wearing that bulletproof vest. You were wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> You talk about, of course I knew. <laughs> you used me as a human shield. Pull the car over. <laughs> oh, the the license plate gag too. Yeah. I forgot about that. The, like all these years later, and that he's just going KP Forte. <laughs> I was reading that uh, Will Forte did all of that. He purposely he did the whole notebook. <laughs> it wasn't like, prop guys. It was him. Like it gets to the end of the notebook, and it's this crew drawing of him shitting over a lamppost. <laughs> 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 um, 
So, uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then the last thing was I uh, went through a lovely, lovely binge of the Mad Max movies with the high octane collection that I have. Um, uh, first Mad Max, I, I talked about it on the show before. Like it's a, it's a fun exploitation movie that sets up the world that you're going to get road warriors fucking tight. I, I need to watch that more often. Like that, that movie is a, it's a tight 95 minutes of straight up just fun, awesome eighties action. And it, it sounds, sounds weird, but it reminded me of like how a star Wars movie operates on an arc level. Like it's using the same, Joseph Campbell mythology kind of thing to it. Um, and how little dialogue there is in the movie, much like Fury Road, like it operates on a pure cinema level. So that's fun. I liked Beyond Thunderdome a little bit more this time around. It's not wonderful, but I like that it sets up the potential of what you end up getting in Fury Road in terms of the scope or the crazy details of how far into madness the world has actually gotten. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not the best Mad Max movie, obviously, but it's certainly watchable. You know what's weird is I've watched, I've tried to watch it seven or six or seven times. I've fallen asleep every time. It and I even like I don't even feel bored watching it. I just pass out. It's, it's, your <laughs> it's just not like it's just not as engrossing. Like I feel like a, a good Mad Max movie has to keep your energy level up, and I feel like that film slows down way too much for its own good. Um, Fury Road though does not, and it's nah, still Fury a fucking masterpiece. Brilliant, fucking it's the best movie. one. So this time around, I watched the Black and Chrome edition for the first time. Um, oh, because it's black and white, and you prefer movies in black and white. <laughs> I, that and I just hadn't watched it yet. I have it, but I have no Wilgen Noir too, and I still need to watch. You know, what'd be good Noir. for you is if what? you took any movie you watch and just turned down the saturation on your TV and just watch everything black and white and critiqued it. Mm. What would be a good Avatar to... in black and white? Yeah, nah, that. <laughs> That's that's cheating because we all know it'd be a masterpiece at that point. Um, sure. Yeah. Just see if you're Grand <laughs> <laughs> Soul. <laughs> see what your reaction is to all kinds of movies in black and white. You not know, just what? the old ones. And then with the black and white movies, I can go Ted Turner this and turn everything else into color. So I can make Casablanca color. I can make, um, you know, uh, I've the seen Casablanca anime. colorized, and it is dumb that's that's kind of why i'm making fun of it because because ted turner was an asshole you know who um, wasn't against colorized version alive. of his movies cary grant yep if more people will see him then that's fine with me i i did learn that's because he actually um he took a like low salary up front of one hundred fifty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. but after seven years he gained the rights to all his films Hmm. So he made all his money after he re-licensed them because of TV. Mm. And yeah. so I think that's probably why he liked colorized the, versions. The Grant estate is cha-ching. <laughs> um, and you know who was against colorization and altering your films? George Lucas. He spoke to Congress about it. That's funny, isn't it? Um, uh, and uh, But yeah, and Fury Road in black and white. You know, there's an introduction at the beginning of the disc where George Miller explains like, the reason I did this is because I saw a version of Road Warrior and it was the best version I had seen of Road Warrior, which is it was in black and white because it was they were starting to do the score. So they had a lower res print of it that was black and white. And he admits that there are some sections of the film that work better because of the color and some that look better because of the black and white. I agree with him. I don't love this version of the film by comparison to the color version because I think the color in that film is very much a big part of how that film operates. Um, there are great moments in the black. I think the opening, like five minutes where <coughs> Max is taken by the war boys, 
is great in black and white because of it being in those caverns and stuff. Once it gets out in the open, I'm a little wanting that color. So uh, I think it's kind of like a toss-up. It's a good version of the movie, but I think that color works in the favor of it. So, um, so yeah, that's all I watched this week. Next up, MacGruber in black and white. Now, that'll be a classic no matter what color totally. it's in. <laughs> Update, I did want to let you all know that Dario Argento did direct a version of Phantom of the Opera, 1998, and the Phantom was raised by rats. <laughs> nice. Sounds and cool. I think I, I've heard it's of this version, <laughs> and it's really, really fucked up. Nice. I actually didn't watch very much this week. I, I rewatched a Friday 13th Part 2, um, which I think's almost a retread of the first Friday the 13th, but it's a little meaner and a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually, I think the character design of Jason with a sack on his head looks pretty cool. Um, the guy who plays Jason, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's between he's two. Not, he's it's not very menacing though, but it's technically be, like, there are certain shots where it's another person before they replaced him. Right. Well, yeah, because the, the first guy who played Jason was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read all about it in, Chris Lake memories, yeah. uh, but it's a fun movie. I really like Amy Steele. She plays uh, the final girl in it. Uh, there's some really cool death scenes. I, I always use this one. I, um, a lot of people point to that Jason kills people when they're having sex or um, doing dope or something. Not this true. one, he hits a dude in the head with a machete who's in a wheelchair. So, I mean, um, yeah, I always point to that one that he kills indiscriminately. Um, mm. And that's why he's scary is because it doesn't really matter who you are or what you do. Mm. He's just going to butcher you. Jason's the disabledist. We only slash the ones we love. <laughs> um, I, I've been now. You can read about what I, uh, the Ultimate Family Guy review um, because I, I've been watching them and I forgot to post for a long time. And then I watched about six more episodes, and I'm almost I'm almost done with season three. And before it was canceled, and I can see how it really gained the cult status at that time because there's so many episodes that are so strong um yeah i mean i always the the thin white line where brian becomes uh, a drug sniffing dog but gets hooked on cocaine um is really great um because he goes to rehab and peter goes to rehab with him and uh there's just so many stupid jokes in it where um this lady peter's in the cafeteria and she comes up to him and she says i don't think you're an addict what's your name and he's looking around and there's a pee on the on one plate and then this guy's crying and he's like p tear and then a griffin comes across the screen yeah peter griffin (laughs) this is so stupid (laughs) ah crap (laughs) Um, but uh stuff like wasted talent where he's he plays a piano really well when he's drunk Mm -hmm. and uh, and there's just so many it's just really well done and um the okay episodes are so far in between where you can do a run of five or six of them where there's quotable moments everything's really funny and then you get one where it's you know meg and neil goldman kiss and you go oh, this is all right is road to europe um uh near that end no of the run, so or? that one is after they come back i mean i think road to Rhode island might be the best episode of family guy ever mm-hmm. i as i'm watching them I just, when i just rewatch that one i mean it has um it's starting to pull stewie away from the matricide and the world domination stuff which i think is really great for his character mm-hmm. because they also do a parody of my fair lady in yep. one of them and uh because stewie's voice is based on rex harrison it's really really spot on yeah and uh mcfarland loves old musicals yeah so bringing in the orchestra and being bringing in um parody songs makes it 
just amazing. I, I was always amazed, like, when I first started watching Family Guy, I'm just like, wow, they're referencing, like, an entire series of movies in this one episode. Like, it's insane. Like, yeah. I love it. I love that song, Road to Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's I think brilliant. it's a fantastic parody. Uh, a movie I thought I've seen before, but I guess I haven't, because when I was watching, like, I've never seen this film, um, is Species 2. Hmm. Uh, the reason I have that is... Uh, Screen Factory had uh, Scarantine or Febu Scary. I forget what the name of the cell is, but you could get some of their Blu-rays for $5. Mm. So that was one of them. And uh, the movie is retarded. Um, but uh, the dialogue is so bad. There's just one. Uh, if you don't know the story of Species, it's about an alien that has to mate with people to in, take over the world or something. I don't remember. Anyway, so it starts. By seducing him. Yes, stars a beautiful Natasha Henstrich as a clone of Syl. So her name's Eve in this one. Yeah. And uh, there's a trip to Mars where the space crew gets infected by the alien, I guess, because it's from Mars. I don't know. Because why not? (laughs) There's a really funny throwaway scene in there where uh, the satellite has Pepsi and Reebok logos on it. Oh, that's clever. (laughs) Um, Commercialism. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So... They say the dumbest things. There's this one general in it, and he has the most cliched lines ever, and he doesn't deliver them in a way where he believes the lines, so it comes across really wooden mm. and really... I can't describe it, but it's really bad. And uh, Michael Madsen is back in it, and he plays an agent. I, I don't know what he does. He's supposed to be the hero of these movies. It's yeah, weird It's weird to see him a hero, let yeah. alone this hero. And he's, he's fine in... But he tries to be cool, so he's always holding his gun sideways when he's pointing it at people. Oh, yeah, the John Woo of it all. Yeah, and I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I, I will say, there's there's one thing that's really awesome in this movie, and the gore is out of control mm-hmm. in like a really cool way. There's a scene uh, where the dude who goes to space, and he's this hero, like blows his head off, and the alien regrows his head, and it's really bad CGI, but the actual head explosion is practical mm-hmm. so it looks great and then uh there's some practical effects uh at the end that are really great the rest of the movie is like holy cow this is so bad mm-hmm. but it's one of those movies where it's kind of bad but you're having fun watching it i don't know it, it, yep i've seen species one once and i barely remember it other than like i was confused as to why like michael madsen's playing a hero that's interesting uh, well species one has ben kingsley michael madsen Forrest Whitaker, all these great actors. Yeah. And they're elevating this B movie to something it definitely shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's fun. It, Species 2, it's not like, it's a bad movie, but it's one you can watch and go, okay. Was it theatrical or DVD? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had a budget of almost $40 million. That's 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 irresponsible, but, and, I, but okay. <laughs> and, and James Cromwell's in it, and I really like him, and he plays this southern senator. Senator Judson Ross. Yep, he has a cool voice. And uh, twenty-four people in here. Yep, <laughs> Michael made, T. Williamson. Yep, Michael Madsen. Yep, James, James Cromwell is cool. Mm-hmm. He made First Contact. Yep. So yeah, it exists. Sarah Winter. It's there. how the how the special features on it. It's awesome. They actually have Natasha Henstridge on there, and I mean she's almost fifty now, and she still looks great. But she's talking about it. She's pretty. She's really funny when she's talking about it. She said. You know, I was Species was the first movie I ever did, and I'll always go back and help them make the movies because they gave me my first big break. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's why she is in the direct to DVD Species Three. She dies at the beginning, 
I guess is what she said in the special features. I've never seen it. No. Uh, but they're fun. They have interviews with them. Um, the people who did the special effects. It's actually pretty stacked for not being a collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's there. And that's what I watched this week. Sweet. Lots, right? Yeah. This week, besides Corinne, we went and saw The Hunt. Brad, should people see The Hunt? I don't know. Um, it's it's. A, should you see it just to piss off Donald Trump supporters? I guess that should be a better question. I don't think so. I think it's actually <laughs> more supportive of them. Like, it's, I guess it's, so it's you're, not... So it's, you're saying that not, people judge something without seeing it and just was based solely on the synops- synopsis of this film. Yes. And a Perfect. trailer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good action movie. Um, the political satire is very weak. Um, it's it's pretty much everything that they target in the movie is like someone's Twitter um, post. You Wait, know? I forgot to say something I watch. It'll be really quick. I saw Midsummer, and like Hereditary, it's overbloated and boring. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, where was I? Yeah, it's it's a pretty good action movie. Um, Betty Gilpin, uh, I guess Justice for Y'all's character is great. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's in a different movie, and I wish I was watching that movie. Um, but I guess she rep- represents the the moderate part of the country. But yeah, it's it's a it's a weird movie where it's trying to say something but doesn't. But the action's cool. <laughs> um, but all the political message stuff, I'm just like, what? And then it's also like leans heavily in one direction i think um and it's not the one that i uh, i think i think if you're if someone's watching it and they're not capable of understanding satire it's a dangerous movie to watch because it mm-hmm. it supports Most their dangerous their position uh when it's not trying to but they'll they'll think it is so yeah zach um <clears throat> i'm a little bit more enthusiastic about it than brad i don't think it's great I don't think it's terrible either. I'm kind of in the middle on it. Um, uh, I appreciate them trying to do a most dangerous game adaptation nowadays. And, you know, like that, that story doesn't always translate well, like see surviving the game. If you want to see it done terribly, um, see hard target. If you want to see it done awesomely. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Like I'm in style. Yeah. But, um, but that, you know, or, or watch Zodiac to watch it being alluded to beautifully. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, the thing I found more fascinating is how people are responding to it in different, like post post the movie being released. And as far as its satire is concerned, I think it's a little misguided, but I, I mean, I guess this was always going to be a difficult challenge for them no matter what. So like, I wouldn't discourage people from seeing it. Um, I would say go in with context and, uh, prior knowledge and an intelligence level instead of just going in out of blind frustration or whatever you want to call it. So, so yeah. And Betty Gilpin's fucking awesome in the movie. I actually really like this movie. Uh, I won't say too much cause I don't want to spoil it, but it, it goes a place and it, it, it actually shines a light on, uh, I think a lot of what's happening in, in America right now. And it, it does a lot of Janet Lee from psycho in it. <laughs> um, where you expect to follow somebody and you don't. Yeah. And I, I think that's why uh, the main character, Crystal, I think that's why she feels like she's in a different movie. It's on purpose. Uh, I could be wrong, um, but I, I actually really like the movie. Uh, here's a trailer for the hunt. <coughs> I 
is happening? What is all of this? Did you see that article? Every year, these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. The last I heard, free speech still exists. Don't First Amendment me. It wasn't real. Everybody get out of here! We were joking. There's been a killing spree. You gotta come here right now. You actually believed we were hunting human beings for sport. <laughs> but you are. We have an opportunity here to teach these people. These are not real people. They're actors. I'm playing an Arab refugee, but I identify as white. I think that's problematic too, in some way. You wanted it to be real, so you decided it was. kind of sick people would even think of something like that? White people. We're the worst. The Hunt is uh, a group of elite left-wing people kidnap a bunch of right-wing people and make them go, they go on a hunt. They shoot, kill them. Um, they give them an opportunity to get a gun. And then it unfolds. Um, it's kind of a mystery why they took all of them. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's a quick movie. It doesn't, it doesn't waste any time. It literally throws you right into the movie. I I wonder if there's um, a longer version of the movie. I don't want to go into the whole, like, release the Zobel cut or whatever. No, I, I don't think there is. And I think it's, I, I, like I said, I think it's on purpose. Uh, Brad kind of alluded to it in his review. Uh, the spoiler part of this is uh, Crystal, and it isn't part of it. Mm-hmm. Where she is pulled into this world, which I think is a great um, look at the view nowadays, mm-hmm. where you have two extreme groups. So you find out about three quarters of the way through the movie that this leftist group um, was talking uh, was on a text message talking about the manner where they hunt deplorables. And but it was all like a fantasy. Yeah. Like so, they're just joking around. So a podcast guy and a bunch of people gave into the conspiracy and said they take these people and they hunt for them. And Hillary Swank, which I guess was a big reveal, but she's in the cast list on IMDb. So and she's in the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they set up that, you know, you won't know, believe who the main character bad person is. She is part of a, a huge company and she gets fired because of what she said in a text message. And the right wing people go all the way and say, well, this has to be true because they're going to believe conspiracies. And then the far left people say, well, if you're going to believe this conspiracy, then we're going to make it true. And it was never true before, but they brought him there and they kidnapped uh, Crystal Betty Gilpin's character mm-hmm. is named as the same person as this justice for all uh, conspiracy y'all for y'all justice conspiracy person. But she's actually some trained soldier and uh, she fought in Afghanistan, yeah, she fought in Afghanistan, but she's just uh, at a car rental company. Exactly. And I think no. and she represents everybody else in America because I the people that go really far right or really far left. I think is a very small group of people. Mm-hmm. And I think someone like Betty Gilpin's character, where she's the moderate, where she's like, I'm pulled into this. I'm pulled into this world of these people killing each other, blaming each other for other stuff. And I'm just trying to rent cars. And this is where I'm stuck. And I think that's why this movie is really smart is I think, and that's why we 
associate with a crystal character mm-hmm. is because I'd say a majority of America, it doesn't, we're not super left. We're not super right. We're somewhere in the middle. And now we're stuck because we have these other people that are given such a loud voice and such a, a platform, whether it be the internet or the conspiracy theorists, where they're going to believe it. Um, and she's the one who's saying, this is stupid. Why am I stuck here? Uh, but it, it's, it's violent. And uh, that's why too, when I'm watching it, that's, you know, cause even one of our friends, Matt, when I posted, that's what we were seeing. He put a eye roll emoji up because he's this super hardcore Trump supporter. Which is funny because I felt like this movie, like, so the extremes are all gross cliches of both those sides, right? Mm-hmm. But this movie, because the people initiating the murders are the left yeah. wing people, it's, and then all, the, I'd say like 80% of the uh, indictments and jokes are towards the left wing side. Yeah, There's agree. maybe two scenes of where the right wing characters get called out on their shit. Um, but they're all, you know, it's all racist stuff versus mm-hmm. elitist stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where it falls apart for me is where like, yeah, you know, we have crystal as the moderate, but you know, the bad guys still doing most of the initiating yeah. the murders are the left wing side. But I think too, they, they point out something that I think. And if you don't, if you don't understand satire, like, Oh yeah. You're going to use this movie as like, Oh, they're defending my position. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. You, because it, it's a smarter movie than it makes itself out to be because the, the problem is, is you have, this is why I, I thought it was really great is you have the, I'm a Democrat. So take this for what it is. There's, there's a sect of Democrats who you can't say anything without getting offensive. You can't do anything without getting offended by something. And they make, I mean, they're caricatures of what they do. Um, but it's really funny because it's, um, she, there's this one lady in it that she stabs with an arrow and, uh, her, buddy Don says you can't kill her and she asks her says do you think I should give you special treatment because you're a woman she says no and she shoots her in the head and I to me that's it's funny but you're right if you don't get satire you're gonna be why would they do that she just it, it's 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 a really on the nose and it's real but it's also very well written in that way uh, because everybody from the dude from it's always sunny is I freaking love Glenn Howerton but he, he seems like he'd be an elitist guy uh and and the fight at the end between Crystal and Althea was pretty awesome. Oh, it's like that's a straight up. Uh, it's not obviously it's not as long as the fight in They Live or whatever, but like it's it's pushing that length, yeah. and I like how it kind of pushes into it. Although I wish it I wish it ended more on like a grander scale, like mm-hmm. them kind of just stabbing each other was like, eh. I mean, I also of all the things that happened, like like she like she could have been like put in the fireplace and burned up i don't know it just for like the final boss that it makes it seem like it just kind of added kind of the beginning of that scene has it going off of beethoven music as the backdrop and then i kind of wished after that music had stopped they wouldn't have cut back into the score and just kind of left it you know yeah, a raw fight, you know, there's, there's but... that point too where althea hillary swang's character realizes she did one she grossly um thinks that anyone who's a right-wing deplorable like they say in the film isn't educated enough to know that that's beethoven Mm -hmm. but she's really put in her place by uh crystal saying you don't know anything about me she knows that's beethoven she knows the story she's referencing so it's oh yeah what was that uh animal farm yeah animal farm and it's 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 really actually she understood it more than (laughs) and that's what i mean it's poking fun at both of them and the extremes to both um i also really liked how like you said the um, all the characters 
like you think you're gonna follow these characters and they get off like right oh, yeah. away so i mean emma roberts it, when i was watching the credits her character's name is yoga pants because mm-hmm. she's the first one to die um and then they have all these i don't know if they're big names but recognizable people like baron holtz yeah there's like the like traditional heroic looking guy yeah. steps on a landmine right yeah. away mm-hmm. like oh <laughs> that was funny too where that one lady fell into the like spiked pit and he pulls her out because he's going to be a hero and then he's dragging her and they both get hit by the mine and she, she falls back into she's it she's like half gone and she's back in the fucking pit and then uh like uh he the, the other guy comes in and tries to pull her out and he, uh, she's like just kill me just kill me he's like no i can't do it she's like snowflake and just shoots herself <laughs> yeah. It's if you don't get the satire, it's you're not going to like this movie. Yeah, and I think that's why this movie is divisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 it kind of goes back to like it, I feel like Joker kind of got hit with this prior to yeah. its release a little bit of just like people were, you know, like people who did see the movie and reviewed it were reviewing it with their own opinions in mind, but then there were some people who were not. Uh, who hadn't watched the movie, who were just forming an opinion automatically. I mean, this is what led to the cancellation initially. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, from, from my from my thing on it, it's just like I, the one thing that this film didn't do that I kind of wished it did was I wished it... I don't know if you feel this way, Ryan. Maybe you don't, but I feel like it was much more an action movie than it was a horror movie, and I kind of wish they yeah. had straddled into horror territory a little bit more because I think that would have... This story that it's based on, this short story from 1924, is like ripe for for a horror treatment. They've done it before. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they had leaned into it a little more, but given what they're doing throughout the entirety of the movie, it makes perfect sense that it leans more into action. But the violence that it has is over the top in a horror way. So, <laughs> but I mean, there's even I, I love this scene too, where they're saved by the U.S. consulate, mm-hmm. and he says, "I know, but what did you like do?" Why do these people hate you? <laughs> and she really slowly like slides herself over to kick him out of the car. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think that oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I again, like, and I, I, the reviews since the movies come out have been interesting because it, it's just, it's almost as divisive as like the the content of the film itself, yeah. and it's just so it's, it's. I love. You either get it or you don't. I appreciate <laughs> movies that are a Rorschach to like how people respond like it's not just universal praise i think the rotten tomato score is literally 50 percent. yeah i think you get it or you don't yeah it's so it's uh but like it in you know i mean i get my biggest complaint would probably be like i kind of wish it was like 10 minutes longer not like a bunch longer but like maybe 10 minutes longer um because i feel like it's a little too tight for its own good at times but you know whatever i I sometimes you don't need to explain things i think it's fine Mm -hmm. i was confused like how did they get crystal confused with because they had, she said one letter, and huh? they both live it's in the one same letter town. Off, it's yeah. one letter off. But they had that like uh, avatar photo, like it was her with the Justice for All name on it. Yeah, well, because they they didn't do research. Because remember too, she said that's her. Yeah, her. Because when they first said that they wanted to get a black guy, and they said no, you can't kill a black guy. <laughs> it's funny. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I mean. It kind of falls in line with stuff that Lindelof's been putting out oh, yeah. lately too, and yeah. like I think Zobel, like I will say that the movie is well directed too. Like it yeah. is not like the movie's well made. It's not sloppy or anything like that. It's just I think that there's just I, I don't know. I, I want to let it sit with me for a little while longer. Maybe go back to it because it's not like I wouldn't watch the movie again. But um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Right up Corinne's alley. Better than surviving the game. I will definitely say that. You guys aren't selling me on it. I'm sorry. It's it, again. It is. It is very much a like. If you're in on it, you're in on it. If yeah, you're not, if you're not, then you're not gonna. 
you know, like, I mean, I'm not even that enthusiastic about the movie, but like, I was able to walk into it, like, you know, with like, it just kind of just tune the noise out that's been coming out from the outside of it and just meet the film on its terms. Yep. Cause that's the only way you can watch this film or even a film like Joker, which got the same, you know, flack last year. So what if I told you how smart the main character is and cause mm-hmm. it was so nice to see like a, yep. a gory movie like that where, you know, it, typically you get like a group of people together and everyone acts so stupid. And, um, but crystal like checks everything. Um, psychologically has upper hand in everyone at every moment. It's mm-hmm. yep. pretty cool to see a character actually be that smart right yep. out of the gate. Yep. And I'll say props to a company like Blumhouse to, you know, make a movie like that, you know, like, you I mean, regardless of what I think of it, like it is, it's not an easy move to make sometimes. I mean, like I, I I'm, I'm always fascinated what they do as a company and this is another one of their very interesting releases. So, yep. Uh, next week we're, film explosion are we exploding i don't know like i said it, it seems like really short notice for some of the other people i mean i don't know if it, james will even make it on the show yeah mm-hmm. would he do it 80s I, I mean i think that's we should do it anyways because we're gonna start bunching them all together if we don't no i agree i we, we have five of them to do so we have five of them do and we're already in the third month of the year also I, how long is this coronavirus gonna last <laughs> How many movies are we not going to get to see? Day forty-five well, under the dome. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think mid-April is pretty much. I, I, there, I mean, really, the only movie that's move that comes out in April is uh, Black Widow. Black, still on, right? Black, Black Widow still on at the end of April. So. Yeah. End of April. Oh yeah, May first. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could also do Outbreak as a funny nod to <laughs> we're going through that. Was, that was Henry's so, idea. Could do a retro review, yeah. But... Um, Film explosion sounds fun. I don't know. I guess dark times. We can ask, I guess, and see if people are down for 1980. Yeah. Well, we'll just do a 1980 film explosion. Like I don't think Henry will miss it because he didn't yeah. do the last early 80s one yeah. we did. So we'll. Uh, I'm just gonna make an exact decision. 1980s film explosion will be our next episode. God, I gotta make a graphic now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's easy. You can do it. You can do it in your fucking sleep. I gotta make Corinne's graphic too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But... <laughs> You're and a, I got advertised the beautiful new glasses that came in. You're a superstar. You can do it. I have faith in you. Dare to dream, superstar. Just make it eighty style. You're a star. You're on top. Somebody bring you some ham. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know That's what that 30 is. Dirty Rock. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch Dirty Rock. Um, I guess so, yeah. the big movie from that year is Empire Strikes Back. Yep. So. so bust out your lightsabers. We did a Star Wars one though. Do airplane. Mm. So yeah, next week we'll be doing cool. 1980s film explosion. Um, I'll start. I'll post the hell out of it. It'll be all right. Send your uh, lists. Yeah, send us your lists, and then hopefully uh, this coronavirus BS will be behind us, or we'll all be dead. I mean, either way, <laughs> yeah, we'll do the show infected. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Yeah, Corinne's doing it right now, so we're good. <laughs> we're, we'll all be in a cone of silence, each of us. <laughs> oh, I already did the graphic for this one. Okay, see? Because Friday the 13th came out that year. <gasps> see? Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Woo! That's why I love you, Brad. I knew you had it down. Daddy. So, yeah, uh, Brad's already posted, but you... Oh, my goodness. More chickens. Um, we did get our glasses Nobody in. calls me chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> we already did our glasses for Denver Pop Culture Con, which is a secret ooze canister. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Is that what that says? I was uh, trying to read the side. No, oh, it says oh, radioactive material. Oh, really? Because in the... Wait, why does that look like a 
bat symbol. No, it's a crack in it. So where oh. the ooze leaked out. So the, the, the canister in the first movie is different from the one in the second movie. So. so celebrating its 30th anniversary this year is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Not TA, TMN2, which this is based off of. No, this is is it the first one? one? Yeah, the cool. canister design is and from I'm the first one. It's different. Yeah. My glass right now. That's very cool. You can see Brad's graphic of him. What were you pouring in there? And you had the one you had. Uh, it was actually um, the green apple Gatorade. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's the deepest well. green color I could find. Um, yeah, it's very cool. We are doing Turtles theme at Denver Pop Culture Con this year. That's, That's right. so cool. Yep. Yeah. So great job as always, Brad. Hell yeah. I told you you can do this. Show. I've got a really cool idea for the commercial. I can't wait to do it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the Radical Film Explosion next week. Vote Bye. in Movie Madness. Fuck Movie Madness. No, vote for Movie Madness. Totally awesome. She did put uh, Army of Darkness in there. So... Mm. I you watch Do your Army own Movie Madness, I don't think they need Ryan. to show movies in there either. Uh, Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.